VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be part of Positive Living and Voice America, because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy and success-filled lives. I've been doing this work about 25 years. I have a show on terrestrial radio that's been on the air 10 years, and on the Internet I've been on five years. And it is so exciting to bring these amazing guests to you that can help you improve the quality of your life. Today is no exception. And you can give us a call live today. We're on 11 a.m. Pacific on Mondays, 2 p.m. Eastern. And the number to call would be 866-472-5788. My guest today is Ann Sagendorf. She's the founder and creator of Business Beyond Business as Usual and Permanent Prosperity and the Business Building Course. She has been a business coach for 15 years and specializes in working with conscious entrepreneurs, helping them to market their genius and to become permanently prosperous. Welcome, Anne. Hi. Good to Hi. be here. And your wonderful business is Beyond Business as Usual, which yes. is a trademark name. Yes. Okay. All right. You've been in this for many, many years. And I guess the question is, let's start with the whole entrepreneurial thing. How do you know you're an entrepreneur? You know, there's some risk involved in that. And how do you guide people? I'm sure you, some people you must say, don't do that. You can't handle it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think people usually are entrepreneurs before they come to me. Uh, and if they're not, I tell them to do it gradually. <laughs> okay. I'm not one of these jump off the uh, the cliff people. I mean, I certainly have people jumping off cliffs. But but I don't just say, you know, forget what you're doing and, and, and jump out into entrepreneurship. Um I think that people become entrepreneurs because they say they want to be free. What I notice when I first get them is that they are feeling not free. So part of my work is to free them up. And, it, you know, one thing, Patricia, is that I think that most of us are taught how to do our professions, but we're not taught how to, how to build our businesses with that profession. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think for entrepreneurs, you know, they have this wonderful idea. They're usually on the edge of, of what's coming. They're, you know, real creative. But nobody taught them that they had to market consistently <laughs> or things like that, you know. And they're scared and they bring all that to the party. So part of it is just, you know, diving in there and seeing what's, you know, what we need to heal, number one. And then what do you need to do in terms of action? And most people really don't know. Mm-hmm. So in guiding them, I'm sure is is the first thing they do is write a business plan or set their life purpose. I I do um, a session called Finding Your Soul Vision. I think finding what your soul, it, it, what your vision is from a deeper place than just you know a business vision is really okay. important. Now the way I work with people is that they get that vision, but they can also be translated into a business vision. With, with real down-to-earth promises and intentions for their clients and results. But we want some part of that vision 
to really be um, to really touch people in a way, and with every person, it's different. Whether it's a realtor or it's a landscape architect, everybody has a reason that they came to the earth, and it doesn't mean it has to sound airy fairy. It just means it has to connect. Then you asked me about business plans. Oh boy, I'm not crazy about business plans. <laughs> and the reason for that is that yeah, because people make them up, and then they 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 do it because they think they're supposed to. And they don't follow them. Well, they don't follow them, but oftentimes they're doing them because they think they should, but they don't have any energy behind it. I'd rather have people write their goals for, you know, the next month, uh-huh. look to see what the actions are for that month, and get to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yes, you can certainly have long-term things that you want and all that, but I would just write those things down and put a date by them. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, I found over and over that when people get deadened by the business plan, they kind of it, it, it feels dead. It doesn't feel alive. Um, then they just, then they think they failed because they're not or falling. overwhelming. Like, yeah. can I do all this? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like people have to you know make that up. What do you feel is the the greatest pitfall to watch out for in creating something that's your own? Say the last part. The biggest in creating pitfall. something that's your own in your own entrepreneurial venture. What, wow! What's the greatest pitfall that you need to look at? Being realistic, for example, being unrealistic. Mm. Let me just sit for a moment because that's a really big question. Um, I think for every person, it's different. Number one. Number two, I would say that people don't know that they have to reach out and be generous in speaking their vision. Because there's so much fear when people are an entrepreneur and they're actually doing work that's very close to them. You know, it's really an expression of who they are. They're not just, you know, putting widgets together in a, you know, in a factory, which is a whole different, you know, it's a whole different phenomena. This is really a part of them in a whole different way. And if they're not successful at it, it's so scary that because this is, this is the thing they know they came to do this lifetime that, that if, if they're not successful, they'll be devastated. So what I see people do the most is hold back reaching out, hold back their marketing, and hold back speaking themselves 20 times a day. If people speak themselves 20 times a day, they're going to be very wealthy very quickly mm. if they're speaking something that, that moves them. Mm. Yeah. You'll cha- I, I doubled my income in a month and a half many years ago. Really? Simply, oh, yeah. Simply by speaking my vision... Uh, to everybody I could get a hold of, and they were cold calls. <laughs> yeah. And you probably got lots of yeses. Uh, you know what I find? And this is a great piece for us to talk about. When you make calls to people that you don't know or that you do know, it's not that those people are going to sign up with you. It's that you are generously speaking your vision and kind of stepping out on the limb, on the limb to go for it. And that energy, I swear... It's a mystery, but it brings people in that you never called. Mm. It's just that that's when I really learned about being a magnet and how it works. So Let's I teach people how to that do that. For a minute, Anne. Yeah. Let's talk about being a magnet. Yeah. What do you want people to know there. What was the last piece you said? What do you want people to know about being a magnet? Well, how that do it's you not just a some. Magnet? Yeah, it's not just some airy fairy metaphysical thing. Number one. That, because I've been a metaphysician for 35 years, and believe me, I used to, you know, kind of laugh and say I've watched a lot of metaphysicians, you know, visualize themselves into bankruptcy. So it's certainly not 
just sitting there visualizing. I think that um, the way you become a magnet, you know, some people go crazy when I tell them, listen, you need to be speaking your business 20 times a day. And by the way, why wouldn't you want to speak your business 20 times a day if you love it, you know, and you think it will do good for people? So <clears throat> being a magnet is realizing the joy of telling people about the work you do, number one. Number two, remember, generating business and generosity both have the same root, which is gen, G-E-N. Mm, interesting. I never yeah. thought of that. And so what I'm really trying to get people to do is to stop withholding themselves. It's a withholding that keeps you from being a magnet. You know, we can talk about it from the place of love or we can talk about the place okay, of... Okay, all right, Ann, let me ask a question yeah. here. Let's say you have the vision, you've got tremendous response, you know this is going to work, you've got the plan, but, you know, you may have to, uh, there may be a money lag in between. How do you control that fear and and know you're going to be okay when that fear keeps cropping up, even though you know you'll be successful? Oh, it's great. Well, usually my experience is by the time you know you're successful or that you're going to be, Money's starting to creep in somehow, <laughs> you know. So it's 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 more it's more the kind of the beginning. Like, how will I do this? Right. I I I would say that um, that's when metaphysics is very useful. <laughs> I I say two things. Well, one thing right off the bat. The first thing is um, I tell people to do a three day fear letter when they get afraid. I was taught it by an old teacher of mine years ago, and basically it's like this. Because see, the more you keep the fear inside. The more you withhold, the more you're shut down, the more no money goes through, right? Okay. So what you want to do is not pretend that you're not afraid. That's okay. one of the big misnomers. What you want to do is write a fear letter. You know, I am so scared, blah, 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 blah. Get it all out mm-hmm. and then fold it up, read it, fold it up, put it away. Next day, same thing, but write more. Fold it up, put it away. Next day, read it, write it, you know, fold it up, put it away. And the next day, burn it. Read it and burn it. Because the, for most people, it's they try to live over the fear and not process it. And I notice that that opens people up pretty easily. Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes you can't see what's coming next, Patricia, you know, and it is scary. And it may be that a pot of money is drying up and there is going to be a dry period while you're waiting for this money to come in. Absolutely. And that's a real piece. Absolutely, which is why I am so particular about people... Um, uh, saving money, man. I I love I love saving money. I think money saved is a good thing. Liquid money. Right. Yeah. So I always have something there, so I don't have to worry about that. Right. But if you have people that have some of that, but also means taking out a loan or borrowing, yeah. How do you help them overcome that fear? Same thing. Write the fear letter. Well, I think that's one thing. You know, it's interesting you're asking this. One of the things that I know about the Permanent Prosperity and Business Building course is that the reason I made it a nine-month course is because you don't just get over fear, you know, because you go to a workshop for two days. And what I wanted was a place where people could be supported in that and gently let go of their fear as opposed to thinking they're going to a two-day workshop and then they're going to be transformed. You know, I, I learned a long time ago, uh, it takes two days to get something intellectually, it takes two months to get it emotionally, and it takes two years to get something instinctively. And here's what we're dealing with, Patricia. The Great Depression that happened in 1929 
we're still working to heal that wound. So most of us were in some way impacted, even if we grew up in families that had money, there's still fear there. So what I'm doing is healing that fear in big ways over time because we want people to really feel good and not worry. Mm. Yeah. And I think that takes a little time. I mean, I'm not an instant fix. I'm a permanent fix, but I'm not an instant fix. Mm. Okay. So you talked about soul vision. Uh Uh-huh. What do you mean and why is that important? Well, if you've ever read somebody's vision that sounded like everybody else's, and it didn't connect you with anything, you, you, you go, oh, well, that's interesting, that's a vision. Um, what's different about this is that I ask people questions and I get them talking. One of the first questions I ask them is, what's the pain you experienced as a child that you don't want anybody else to go through? Mm. Not because I'm taking them back there and they have to re-experience it or write about it in their vision, but because generally what people experienced when they were children as pain they're incredibly strong about the sensitivity there. Even if, if directly it doesn't impact their business, there's something around that that's going to impact them. And the way they do business, the way they listen to people if they were never listened to, right. and it makes them real. And we tape it so that they, they don't have to worry, you know, they, they don't have to try to, um, you know, remember everything that I'm talking about. I also get people talking and ask them questions so they're not editing themselves and trying to sound like they're doing a vision statement. (laughs) And once you can get people unedited, they say brilliant things. Brilliant. And oftentimes they say their vision, and then I ask them, you know, what results are you committed to creating with Mm -hmm. people? So we get it grounded in, you know, realness here. And people generally have the, the... the basics of the vision before they ever walk out of my office or, or over the phone, because we do them over the phone. Uh, what you just said I find when I interview people that I get, I'll ask a probing question and I get the most incredible information oh. just spontaneously that I might not have gotten if I took your course, for example. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. What about um, the marketing piece here? Uh, now that's, you know, that's a big piece. Vision is one thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, and then doing it in the action plan is another. So talk some about marketing. Okay. Well, the first thing is <clears throat> when I work with people, I say do your vision statement first. I say do your soul vision, whatever, because uh-huh. from that piece you're going to have an enormous amount of marketing. So let's just talk about marketing in general. So one of the things that I notice is that when people are real about themselves, people are interested in them. And that oftentimes the reason people are not getting a response, two reasons. One is they're not consistent, and two, they're not real. I, I mean, I see it all the time. So in, when, instead of trying to say it perfectly, it's better to say it from a real place. And then the second part of this is, you know, 20 times a day you speak your vision, but then what do you do after that to keep yourself in, you know, in front of people? So we say that I love the format of call, send, call. So you call people, you, you say, I'd like to send you some information on, on my work. You might say just one sentence of the result you intend for people or, you know, like for me, it's, you know, we are committed to helping people double and triple their income. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. And, and have a life where they never worry about money again. Pretty and simple. How successful are you with that, Anne? How successful? 
I have five different groups, and I have over 130 people in courses. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, in less in two and a half years, and we've had more than that take the course. But what's most interesting to me is that um, we have level two groups, and most of the people stay for level two. And I have, and let me say one other thing here: I have private clients who've been with me for 13 years, not because they're not doing well. Do they work with you on the phone or in person? Yeah, on the phone. I I do most of my work on the phone. Mm. If they live in the neighborhood, they come by. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that if you really have a goal and a vision and you want to make it happen, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. And you can do it. And some of it is overcoming your fears, and some of it may be having to do some things you're not used to doing. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. <clears throat> you know, it's, it brings me back to this place of how people withhold themselves from fear. They're so scared they'll either make a mistake or nobody will like them or you know, whatever, and you really have, that's why we do the course, so that you can come back and say, God, you know, I had a terrible time on the phone, or I had a great time on the phone, but there's somebody to support you, you know, because it is scary to go out there when you first start out. Um, There was one of the things you were asking me about, and then I just kind of let it go out of my head, so, you know, one is fear, Um, oh, and doing things you've never done, let me talk about that for a second. No. People are so hard on themselves. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of like the human condition. They, they hold themselves back because they've never done it, and at the same time, they have to do it, and it becomes deeply conflicted in them. And so what that happens is they freeze. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and, and th- that's how I get, I, I get a lot of people when they're in that frozen position. <laughs> and you know what I say to them? I say, you know what, you signed up for the course, just imagine that you can lean back and I'll hold you. Mm. And I, I mean, even as I say it to mm. you, do you notice it's like people feel like they are out there by themselves, Patricia, and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that we have in our courses, we have in our community, is, is we have a web board so that people can, you know, ask a question if they're doing something, and then we've got people who've been in the course for a long time, and so they can say, oh, you can do it this way, or I can say, you know, a way. But they're, they're fully supported. And I think for entrepreneurs that is the key. Well, sure, because in a lot of ways, you're really um, you're out there on a limb by yourself. Yeah. I mean, you are. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that people need to be supported. And I'll tell you the other thing is I think conscious people, you know, not that unconscious people don't need to be supported too, but I think conscious people who are doing things that are a little bit maybe edgier, you know, because I work with people who are body workers, but I also work with realtors and mortgage brokers. Like most of my private clients are mortgage brokers and realtors <laughs> at this point. But, but the other part is like, you know, this whole creative artistic group of people, I work with them too. And they really feel like they're out on a limb. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. And I can relate to that as an entrepreneur and as a person who's been doing this kind of work for so many years. Yeah, because you you do. I mean, I have a vision. And I'm so clear about that, and I make it happen. But you are. I mean, you you become unique. Yeah. As you, as you said, you really need that kind of support. Right. And you know, the other thing too, I just as a refinement of this, we have a couple of people, we have several people actually, who are doing. Um, products at this point, and they're great products. I mean, they're not, you know, it's not junk. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. 
And I said to this one person who was a little bit resistant about getting on the web board, I said, if you tell people about this thing you're doing, they are going to be so excited for you and want to buy. I mean, we're a company, I mean, not a company, we're a community that that likes to buy people's stuff. And I said to him, how do you think it would change you, instead of being all alone and isolated and thinking you've got a good idea, to put it out on the web board and have people say, I want this? How do you think that would change you from the inside out? Amazingly so. Exactly. Exactly. And most of us have to, oh, one other thing here that I think is important about marketing. To be able to try your marketing out in the community on the web board and get some feedback about it. And the web board is? It's for people in our course. Uh-huh. So it's a member's area. Uh-huh. But what happens is you can come if you're stuck. You can come with miracles. We have an accountability board. So you can put your goals up. Um, but but one of the things you can do in there is, like, you can try out marketing, and if people have some suggestions and you can ask them, that's fine. But what I think is powerful about it is if you've ever sent out marketing and spent a lot of money and gotten silence after you just spent $2,000, mm-hmm. you find that this is a way cheaper way <laughs> of finding out whether your marketing is working or not, mm-hmm. getting real people that will give you some feedback. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like almost like a test, like yeah. a test market. In a Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Now, you talk about five stages of business. Oh, yeah, I do, don't I? Talk <laughs> about those. Okay. Uh, formulation is the first one. And formulation is where, you know, I always joke and say it's where you're getting your business card and, uh, and you become committed. And then after that, it's just, you know, after that, it's just simple commitment. But formulation is where you're actually getting the business together. Mm-hmm. And this, and it's important to know that because sometimes people try to go into another stage of business before they've actually gotten the formulation down. Second stage of business is concentration, and it's the one we've actually talked about the most, and it's the, the one that are, people are most challenged and have to master. And that is concentration is reaching out with your message 20 times a day, 100 times a week. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, it naturally leads the momentum, which is where, you know, we often say in concentration you make 10 calls and one person responds. In momentum, you'll make one call and 10 people will come in mm-hmm. because the energy is different. You created energy around you, which is what concentration is for. The, the fourth area, the fourth stage is stability, where, you know, your business is going and you feel stable. And what's powerful about stability, Patricia, is that, you know, if you look at having arms of income, if you have a solid, stable foundation income, then you can step into another arm of income. Many people just start, oh, okay, I've got this idea, I've got this idea, but they never ground it. So I'll give you an example. My private practice used to have 50 people in it. Now, that's too many people for any human being, frankly. Now, now I coach around 18 people. But what that allowed me to do, when you know, even when I was at 30 people or 25 people, I had enough good, solid income that I could start permanent prosperity with 14 people two and a half years ago and not have to worry about the money from permanent prosperity. Now, permanent prosperity makes way more money than my private coaching. But I've done a gentle, gradual shift. So I had to be stable in one area so that I could then start another arm of income, which is now both of them are very stable. And then the last uh, stage is mastery. 
mastery could be described as you master something and then you could train people to do it. So I, I, when I first started, I did all the typing on my typewriter. We now have lots of computers in. I don't do. I don't put people into a database. Somebody else does that. Um, I'm starting to look at training teachers. In fact, I've already trained one, and um, now I can have somebody else do some of this, some of the teaching work. Mm-hmm. But I'm still looking at that, and I'm not clear. I'm, even though I've mastered it, I'm not sure that I have people that are ready to, to teach yet, except for one person. So those are the five stages. Mm-hmm. And, and they're very concrete. I mean, they're very easy to apply. Yes, yes. and right. very easy so that if you have several arms of income, you can measure where you are in each of the areas, you know, in each of the arms of income, which I think is important. All right, so before, let's, as a teacher, let's go over those five one more yeah, time just sure. quickly. Formulation, where you're beginning and getting things together. Concentration, where you're doing your, your first marketing outreach 20 times a day, 100 times a week, okay? Uh, getting information to people. Uh, momentum, where you're doing the work and people are coming in, you're doing a little bit of concentration, but you just get a lot of people coming in. I'll give you an example. Uh, we're at a place in the in the in the permanent prosperity part of the business now, where last when I started February thirteenth, uh, three weeks before that I had fourteen people in the course, and the day we started we had twenty eight. Mm. It, it 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 just catches on. I mean, pop pop pop. I mean, we do preview calls and all that kind of stuff. But but I think in the last preview call before the group, there were twelve people. Every one of them signed up. Every one of them. You know, there's something you're saying here before you finish that yeah. I'm picking up, and I think that that's a big piece of this is you yourself actually believing in this in your soul that you know this is going to happen. You're so strong with it. Well, let's let's make it a little bit different. It's not just because I don't always know that it's going to happen. Believe me, three weeks before the course started, I was scratching my head going, what's going on here? Right. But, but here's what I do believe. <laughs> I believe that if we pass on... Scarcity and poverty to the and poverty consciousness to the next generation. We have done them wrong. Mm-hmm. Period. And I believe in that. And so I am out. I don't care about my ego. I don't care if people think I'm pushy. I don't care if they like me. I'm here to let people know this is possible, and it is my job in life to make sure they know. And that goes way beyond. You know, will they like me or not, or oh, will they see that you know I'm speaking about my business and mm. not care? Or what? It doesn't matter. Mm. My job is to get it out there. My job. I was a Montessori teacher before I was ever a mm. business coach, and I know what it's like to grow up feeling like you're scared about money. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, every child should know that they can create a reality that is joyful and abundant. And it, I even feel tears as I say it. It's just it's so important. We can't let this go. It's also, when you look at terrorism, I mean, if you really take a big look, why do terrorists create, or why are they there? Because they feel hopeless and someone gives them hope. Yes. It just happens to be Al-Qaeda, <laughs> which and is not exactly all, where we're going. Great, but it, but it really is all about hope. I mean, it is about hope. About it. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Now, when you're working with clients of similar professions, let's say you had six real estate brokers as clients. Yeah, that's a great How one. do you work with them and help each one to be very unique? They're selling the oh. same thing. Yeah, How but they're so different. How do you deal with that unique? All right, yeah. talk about that. Yeah, that's a great question. Nobody's ever asked me this when I've been on the radio. 
You know, I'll give you an example. Um, I have one client who's been with me for many, many years, and when she did her vision statement, she's an, she is a fine artist. I mean, she's literally, you know, got a master's degree, used to teach textiles, and she said that when you walk into your home, you want, and when you wake up in the morning, you want to experience beauty, the beauty of your home every day. And when she did her her first postcard, it was called The Art of Real Estate. I mean, how brilliant is that? Somebody else talked about um, how, you know, when you're, when you're selling a home, it's about passing your home on to the next person as a gift. Oh, my God. I mean, I could never make this up, but every person is different. And when you touch into what really means a lot to them in real estate, they'll tell you in, in two or three sentences. And, and just like I talked about not passing scarcity on, they talk about real estate like that. Wow. But it's just, you know, it's so powerful. You don't have to try to make them different. They are different. And, and I think part of your gift is finding that uniqueness very quickly. Yes, I mean, that's exactly. what you do. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> and and being able to see how to market anybody, anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I love doing that. I mean, I love the of, of the unknown. I mean, talking about jumping off cliffs, I love the idea that, you know, this person comes to me and I've never met them before, and in a few minutes I can see exactly how to market them. That thrills my soul, mm-hmm. you know, and see their uniqueness. Yes. Yeah. Now, you you really, you talk about permanent prosperity. Uh-huh. What is the permanent prosperity community, or where, where is that going? Well, um, a couple of things. First of all, I like to say that what's unique about our community is that it's both, both prosperous and conscious, because a lot of times you can find conscious people, but they're not prosperous. You can find uh-huh. people making a lot of money, but they're not too conscious. So I, I consider that a unique quality. Um, where I see it going is we seem to be growing by leaps and bounds. We have people from all over the world. Uh, we've had people in the course from the Congo. We have people from Japan. We have people from Toronto. We have people from Australia. We have people from everywhere, and then the United States. Um, and what I love is we're having our first international gathering, um, April 20th to the 22nd, and people are coming from everywhere. I mean, I'm kind of overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm going to meet some of these people for the very first time, you know. Mm. Yeah. So So I see it catching on, you know. It's catching on that you can have good intentions and you can have a good business plan and a good vision and that you can combine all of that. Well, what makes your heart sing. Exactly. And that deeper piece that I have a deep commitment to not passing poverty on to people. That's right. Rich, you know, I said to somebody, one of my old clients, I said, look, you're one of my regular clients, but you need to do permanent prosperity because I'm not making any more rich, unprosperous people. Rich people who are not prosperous prosperous are not really rich. (laughs) They just have money. So, Anne, if you're working with a client who's doing a lot of the right things, but they're still struggling financially, uh-huh. Are they doing something wrong? Is there something wrong with their prosperity consciousness or with their plan? What do you say to that? Well, what I find most of the time is that um, I have not met many people who are really reaching out with their true voice who don't do it well, who don't make it. That's the truth. 
if they're not making it, it is often because they're not telling themselves the truth about what they really want. That they don't, that there's something missing there, but they don't, they don't let it out. And, you know, missing inside them. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would say is that, um, they're, they're, they're being so hard on themselves and so ungrateful for what they've already gotten. Yes. That, uh, there's no space. You know, I heard somebody say once that all we are is, a, is basically a tube. You know, we're like a garden hose from, you know, our, our genitals up to our head. And, and energy is energy. It doesn't matter whether it's sexual or it's money or it's whatever. And when you shut that down, whether it's from fear or judgment or whatever, it's shut down. And money can't get through it. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, that's why working with the inner self, that's why we say in our courses, you know, we work always from situations and from tools that change you from the inside out, not the outside in even though I'm very business-oriented, as you can tell, um, if they don't change from the inside out, they're going to do the same thing in 20 years. It'll be the same old stuff. Interesting. <clears throat> so it's a lot of your own personal habits, in a lot of, in a sense. Mine or theirs? Well, I think the clients. Uh, it's it, the way they think. It's all about the way they think. Oh, <laughs> it's huge. About, I, you know, some of the, the deepest work we do is, is getting people to feel... The first thing we teach them, Forgive themselves and be grateful. I mean, how basic, but so important. Most people, and you know how they, you know how they're not grateful. It's not that they're not grateful to other people. I mean, that happens sometimes, but most of the time they are always looking at where they have not gotten yet, mm-hmm. and they're mad at themselves. Mm-hmm. And I do it too. I remember when I was trying to get to a hundred people <laughs> for prosperity, and I was constantly saying, "You're not there yet, Anne." <laughs> And then one day I went, oh, you know, you could feel grateful for, you know, the 85 people that you have, you know. Right. So Where so really like are. that. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. we all forget. Yeah, there's a movie, I'm sure, it's Taking the Country by Storm, so we probably should talk about it because it ties into this is the secret. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to talk about it, really? Sure. Well, I like the secret fine. I've been a metaphysician for 35 years. Um Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, was talking about literally, in quotes, the secret, you know, in the 30s and 40s. And so I feel I have some funny feelings about it. I, I mean, I think it's great. I'm really glad that metaphysics is getting out to people. And, and I think it's, I'm so thrilled that that's happening. And, um, and I've certainly, you know, worked with the Abraham stuff for many, many years, for 10 or 15 years. Uh, been with, you know, Lazarus for 20-something years. So I, I've been a metaphysician a long time. Um, I think sometimes when you make things just about, oh, it's your thought, and if you change it, it's going to be okay, for people who have not done other process work, I think they can really get into a cycle of beating themselves up. Yes. And I don't that's like it. That's been on the news a lot. People have talked yes. about that. Well, and that's good. That you, you know, I'm glad your, that things that are getting out. you think out. it's your fault if it doesn't come, yes. if it doesn't happen. I, I am so not into that because, you know, sometimes you've got something, and I've done deep, deep unconscious work with, with Lazar, so I'm, I'm pretty right on about what I know about myself after all these years. But, you know, you start metaphysics and all of a sudden things aren't going your way and you say, oh, but I create my own reality. What am I doing wrong? Sometimes you don't know what it is. Yes. Now, one of the things I like about the Abraham work is that Abraham is about just getting people to relief really quick, which is one of the things we do in permanent prosperity. I mean, the minute somebody forgives themselves, they have some relief because they've been holding. So... What I don't want people to do, I think until you're conscious about creating a reality, which we all do, 
the most important thing is, is, is to give yourself relief, to make sure you're forgiving yourself, to make sure you're, you're grateful for what you have. Be really simple about it. And it doesn't mean I don't like the secret. I like it fine. It's a good thing. But I know that people can beat themselves out of that create-your-own-reality stuff, and I believe we do create our own reality. And we also allow realities, and sometimes that's a little bit different and more intricate. All right, we have a few more minutes. Yeah. What else do you want people to know in terms of making their dream happen? Mm. Well, the first thought that comes up is to recognize where... Oh, I've got two pieces. To recognize where they're withholding themselves and holding back, whatever they describe that as. And I would even do some writing about that. And the other is where they hold money as fear versus love and freedom. Mm-hmm. And noticing wherever they write a check and they, they tighten, you know, to slow that process down so they can really feel where they, what they feel. And, you know, Abraham said this years and years ago, the universe only responds to your feelings. That's why if you're thinking thoughts or saying affirmations, but you feel scared to death, and by the way, I was an excellent affirmation queen mm-hmm. 20 or 30 years ago. I was writing them, um, you know. But the thing is, the universe reads fear, and it reads hope, and it reads love, and, and it reads, oh, yeah, I can do it, and it gives you more of what you feel. And that, to me, is one of the most important things to slow down so that people know what they actually feel, not what they think they feel. That's important. That's getting in touch. It's really getting, getting in, in touch with your breathing, getting in touch with yes. what's coming in. We teach people very specific breathing tools so that they can actually let go of stuff in a moment because the breathing piece is so powerful. You know, it's funny. I had a root canal last, this last week, and I'm just kind of getting over it. And one of the things I'd forgotten is they put a mouth dam in, and for two hours, my mouth, which is pretty small physically, even though it's very big on this radio show, um, is, you know, we stretch for two hours, and all I could do was go back to my breathing, into my belly, relaxing my mouth, <laughs> and it got me through. And we forget about that, and most people are not breathing during the day much at all. You know, it's interesting. In this time we spent together, you know, in this 45 minutes, what's interesting is that we haven't talked much about money, mm-hmm. about deposits, about investments, about uh-huh. you talked about saving. You've really talked so much about the inner peace, yep. building this and creating this core so that the, the sort of the housekeeping, and it almost sounds like the money is the housekeeping piece once you've established this core vision and you've got your plan down. Let's talk for a second about the things like cash flow and those things. Mm-hmm. That, that is extremely important. Cash flow, you know, we do very clear, uh, down-to-earth, What's the truth about your money things? And we give people those tools. Because what I have found is that money comes into a responsible space, not a space of denial. So we've got to give people that. The second thing is I believe in tithing and I believe in saving. I believe in, you know, giving seed money, whatever you can do to start moving money out. Because, again, withholding people hold on Mm -hmm. as opposed to releasing um, like trying to hold sand in your hand when you squeeze it, it all squeezes out. And so we are very clear that if people are not telling the truth about their money, that they're not going to make big money. You know, what, I think I forget who said this in the Bible. You know, what, I'm not an expert on the Bible, but they said, you know, 
God has to be able to trust you in small matters before he, she, them, trust you in big matters. And I think cash flow and telling the truth about your money is huge. All right. So in 30 seconds or less, what would you like to leave our listeners with today, Anne, about business unusual, (laughs) beyond (laughs) business as usual? You know what? One piece comes to mind because I have a feeling that some people have debt. When you have debt, decide how you're going to pay it off. Put that over in a compartment that's already being done and then go off to create your life as opposed to thinking about your debt every day. Mm-hmm. That'd be the last thing I'd say. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the program. How can people get a hold of you? Ah, uh, 510-601-0553. And your website? Uh, our website is www.beyondbusinessasusual.com. Beyond business as usual. Yeah. And if you want info, uh, info at Beyond Business as usual also. Thanks so much, Anne, for coming. You are welcome. Thank you, Patricia. I'm so glad we worked this out. (laughs) Stay on the line for a minute if you can. Okay, great. All right. Um, My guest has been Anne Sagendorf. She's the founder and creator of Beyond Business as Usual and the Permanent Prosperity and Business Building Course. And you can log on to beyondbusinessasusual.com. And you can call her at 510-601-0553. Next week, my guest is renowned speaker and author Jack Canfield, co-creator of the phenomenal best-selling Chicken Soup for the Soul series. He will discuss his book, The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be, with 64 timeless principles used by successful men and women throughout history. Folks, remember, stay happy, stay healthy, get the support you need, stay positive, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.